everybody to another edition of the My Digital Farm podcast brought to you by the IREC and IAC Croatia Limited. I'm Anthony Rudd and I'm joined here by Eva Parisa of the IRC. Hey Eva. I'm also joined again by our great friends in Kieran O'Keefe from Cotton Info and Emma Ailiff from Summit Ag Consulting. How are you guys? Yeah, good thanks, Anthony. That's great. So Episode one and two, we covered a fair bit on uh, our uh, on-farm trial process uh, where we've been trying to shed some light and um, help our growers manage their on-farm trials better to get a better result. We covered quite a few little topics and looked at an actual design for your trial process. And um, in episode three, which is this one, we're going to talk all things about the result, um, which is extremely important because this is what we're doing for. So I'll just start with you again, uh, Kieran. Analyzing a result at the end of our trial can be a little tricky. I'll put it that way. What are your thoughts as far as the best way to to go about this and ensuring that the data that you're getting on the back end has some has some significance? Yeah, I I think there's a learning process for growers to understand what actually is a significant difference. A significant difference in that great subject statistics means that it hasn't been caused just by chance. It's actually the treatment that's led to the difference. So there's a bit of skill in actually analysing, you know, you might get a yield result from a strip versus a control, but what you've actually got to do is use statistical analysis to actually see, is that a true result? So I think there is a bit of a missing step there in the analysis. And these days with yield maps, I think we can make that a more powerful result uh, by picking points, treatment versus control over, it might be 50 points in a strip. So we can analyse that to see if it is a true result. How easy is it for the grower to conduct his own analysis or is it just easier or better to send the data to somebody that can conduct those um, that data analysis? But I, th- I think this is the time we bring in uh, the people with the skills. I think some growers would be very capable in being able to do it with the tools we have available now. But I think if we can set up a group of growers and they use guys like yourself mm-hmm. to analyse those results, we'll just get a more consistent trial result. Yeah, it's easier to cross-reference it as well, isn't it? Ems, what are your thoughts on the data analysis? Yeah, anyone that has been to uni and done a science-based degree and had to do a stats course knows the pain around statistics. <laughs> um, and unfortunately for me, I've chosen to continue that in my professional career. <laughs> um, statistics, are, it, it, it is a tough it is a tough one. Um, there is the ability to run a lot of stats through an Excel sheet, but there's a lot of things that you have to consider before you even run the data through a statistical analysis. Um, you've got to look at things like variability in the data, look for outliers, so points in the data that don't really fit, that don't really make sense mm-hmm. and try and explain. And then you've got to be able to pick the right statistical analysis for the data that you've collected. So if it's not something that you do all the time, it's a bit of a minefield and it's pretty easy 
to right. run a test, get a significant result, but if you've missed a step along the way, even though that test is telling you that the result is significant, it actually means nothing because that you you haven't passed a test in the process of getting there, if that makes sense. So yeah. Yeah. I 100% agree with Kieran. I've got no doubt that there are um, people out there that would have that would be more than capable of doing the statistics themselves. Yeah. But the question is, is that good use of your time yeah. in the time that it takes you to work out what you're doing and, and play around? You know, that could be could be a fair amount of time sitting at the computer tapping away and, and Googling and ringing people for advice when you could simply send that data to someone and pay a small fee and, and they can do take all the guesswork out of it for you. Yeah, I agree too. And on that it's really important to know uh, what data you have and, and what form it is in. Obviously, being able to analyse that data on the back end, you need to know what what type of filing you have, and also we, you need to make sure that things are geo-referenced. So there's a there's a fair bit in breaking down, say, a yield file and extracting those points. And then we talk about we're talking about actually averaging out yield and and cleaning yield by removing those erroneous points to give you a better picture and I think that's probably not something that the average grower is going to want to delve into especially if you've got somebody that um, that can do that for you and provide some sort of safety there some sort of assurance that the, that the process has been followed and and the results are, are what they should be so I think um, the Using somebody, an expert, somebody like us, is uh, is is important there. Um, let's face it, we've completed a, a, an on-farm trial process and done everything we had to do to to get to a place where we can actually get some data that has some substance. Analyzing it's extremely important to make sure that we uh, we get the best benefit there. So, yeah, go through. Sometimes I see, you know, I've conducted trials over the years and it's analysed and there's no significant difference. And I have seen people say, well, I don't want that result to be made public. Mm. And from my point of view, what's the point of doing the work? An actual no significant difference result is actually a very important result. Yeah. Uh, if we followed trial results, protocols all the way through, that actually proves something. Yeah. So it's actually something that's driven me into making sure that farmers do their own research. Yeah. It's a mindset there too, Kieran. There's, as we spoke about before, there's lots of companies out there that, that make some fairly strong claims about their product, and in the end, their whole process is designed to price you to to buy their product. It's an important part of, of, of and I know it's more now than ever that of, of actually in your farming business to be able to source and look up different products that are going to save you money or increase your your yield. You know, it's obvious that the people are going to be enticed by those sorts of different products, but sifting through them can be extremely difficult. But those people that have designed those products and the, and the advertising that for that product, they probably wouldn't be very um, open to any negative feedback that comes from from a grower in, in that respect. So I think the best way to do it is, as we've spoken about, is do it yourself and derive from it what, what you will. But, you know, it would be great if, 
our growers could run some trials and then share that with everybody else to save other people a bit of time and, and some money in, in the future. Probably make a point. There is a lot of very credible companies out there. And if you ask them for the data, they've actually done it properly to show that their products are significant. It's, I think, a learning process for the general grower public to just be aware when you see a brochure that you ask for data and you see that the products have been tested properly replicated, randomised, showing a significant difference. That's a really good point too. If I'm asking for data, when I get that data, I'm looking to see what the process was and I'm looking for these these points that we've touched on over the last couple of episodes to understand or realise that the data has some credibility. We can refer to you know some of the steps that we've, we've put in place in our own trial design. Obviously, when we're talking about um, analysing the result, we've obviously talked about Emma's KISS process in the past. So keeping it simple is really important. Kieran, just touch on the importance of the of spatial data and georeferencing for uh, for obviously the the result. Those things are really important, obviously. Yeah, but we're always going to see variability, even in what we think are consistent fields. So it's about looking at that data and analysing it so that we do see, say, in a good part of the field, the treatment may have a significant result. So sometimes I do see strip trials where it's just weighed with a weigh trailer and there's no difference. But if you look at the data across the whole strip, you may actually find a significant difference. I can understand now why spatial is really important. I think if we go back to probably the start and we're, we're looking at our process on farm and designing our trials. You know, I mean, it's important to have your agronomist involved in this, I, I really believe. Anybody else you can think of that you, you know, I suppose IAG's an important part, but you really don't need to get you know, too many other people outside with that small group involved. Would that be fair to say? Absolutely. Just those critical people on a bigger farm, ensuring that the staff, particularly, you know, tractor drivers and stuff like that, if they're going to be involved in adjusting things on the go in that trial that they're aware of what's going on and and what you're trying to achieve for the year is really important. And then if you've got any question marks around things, um, there's some really good resources around and and people like Kieran that you can reach out to to have a conversation if you need to. Yeah, sounds good. So Eva, the IRAC are going to provide some tools for growers in conjunction with obviously with Kieran and Emma and IAG we're going to put together some documentation for your members to, to be able to follow. Yes, definitely, Anthony. We'll have a set of protocols or, or guides for farmers to do their own on-farm trials and we'll have those available on the IREC website, but we'll also email them out to um, our members and so they'll have them online there. Uh, and obviously for distribution to anyone else who's um, interested. I'd like to add also, Anthony, you know, we've been talking a little bit here and um, Emma mentioned that we could go to Kieran for help, but obviously he works for Cotton Info. So I'd just like to say that, you know, these uh, protocols or, or guidelines will not only be for the cotton industry, they're across all cropping industries and perhaps even the horticultural industries as well. So it's a, a great resources that will be available for all, all industries. And I'm sure we could call on specific industry. So if 
you're in the rice industry and you want to do your own on-farm trials, we could talk to Rice Extension or even uh, Sunrise uh, Gravel Services, so Mark Grote. And we'll put together a list of, you know, if you want to do it for a specific crop, who would be the person to talk to to give you help for each of those individual industries as well. That's a great idea, Eva. Once again, IRSC um, comes to the front there when it uh, when we're talking about providing services for their growers. And, and that's the really good point you make is that the process is the same. It doesn't matter which crop you're looking at. It's important that we people realise that um, th- this whole process is quite an easy sort of process. It's not something that growers should be um, shying away from or worried about. And it does apply to, to any crop. Would that be fair to say, Em? Absolutely. And there's, yeah, there's so many resources out there and industry people that you can call on depending on the crop that you're trying to muck around with. So... Don't be afraid to give it a go. That's what I reckon. And also the IREC, you know, can't thank them enough for volunteering to put all this data together and provide a, a singular point for growers to find those resources, which are extremely important. And we want to make sure that we encourage everybody to get online there and wherever M's, uh, sorry, Eva's going to have those resources and have a look. And also, I suppose if we're thinking about trials for, for the next cropping season, we'd sort of we'd like to hear from anybody who's listening. They're considering uh, running some on-farm trials. We'd really like to document some uh, some process there and and have a talk to you about how you're finding the uh, process that we've we've put together for uh, our growers here. So once again, guys, some great comments and insightful thinking from guys. I really appreciate your time. Definitely from Kieran and Emma. I know you're busy. Hopefully. Uh, we get a huge water allocation next year and everybody can grow lots of crop and we can do some more trial strips. Eva, I might leave it to you to close out here if you've got anything you want to add. Thank you very much to Emma and Kieran for talking us through the on-farm trials and the pitfalls and the things to look out for and the successes you can have and ways we can do it right. And Anthony for hosting with IREC this podcast series. I think an important point is to encourage people that if you set it up properly, it's a very easy process. Yes. So don't, don't be thinking that, oh, I can't do this. This is too complicated. There are people here to help you and the strengths will be the number of people that actually get on board and do proper on-farm trials. Well said. So key points are don't be worried about it. Don't be scared. Follow the process. If you follow the process, you'll get a result. Pretty simple, guys, you reckon? And there's always lots of help to be had. So just contact either ourselves here at IREC or your local industry people. That's right. I think, And I think it's probably a point, Eva, we, that um, IREC might be able to provide some guidance there in um, pointing in the right direction. So Definitely. And one last thing I'd like to add, Anthony. If we show that there have been 10 or 15 or whatever growers who are looking, you know, researching or doing on-farm trials on a specific topic, mm-hmm. then the, the research and development corporations are likely to see that as a very good indicator of where they need to be putting research dollars as well. So then that could actually turn into a longer professionally done uh, project. Great point. We, uh, we certainly have a unique region. I would love to see, and I'm sure everybody would love to see, much more research come out of the, our region that really you know, focuses on the conditions and what we do here in the Riverina. All right, well, 
that tidies up our episode three of the My Digital Farm podcast on on-farm trials. Once again, thanks to Eva, Kieran and Emma. We'll be able to um, get in contact with IREC for more information up regarding the process and how to find it. Thank you very much, guys. Thank thanks, you. Sarah. Uh,